Mama, I got bad news, bad news. I've been rolling with some bad dudes, bad dudes. I've been trying to get a bag to, a bag to. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Ashes to Awesome podcast, Rising in Recovery. Our podcast provides light, hope, and understanding about addiction and mental health to those living within that life and the people who love them. Today's episode is brought to you by Revolution Recovery, helping men recover and become their best selves through support and treatment. They've been there and they understand. Hello, everybody. Watchers, listeners, supportive of all kinds. Welcome to another episode of Kaleidoscope Wednesday on the Ashes Tossing Podcast. I'm your host, Chuckle Flange, checking in from Krabby, Thailand. In virtual studio with me are a couple of people today, which is a rare thing. First up is Ryan Bathgate, my co-host, checking in from Mission BC. How are you doing today, Ryan? Uh, you know what? Replenished, uh, refreshed, um, rested, very well fed. Uh, and I would not want to be checking out my cholesterol uh, and heart rate right now. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be time so to get back on the bike here. Right? I'm very well. <laughs> well, yeah. So, I, like, literally, I took a vacation from all of it, uh, and I ate everything in front of my face for the last, like, <laughs> 10 days. And zero gym, zero anything healthy. We're talking queso and beans and and chips and chocolate and everything awful. Deep fry it. I'm in until now. Yeah, yeah. So like you know, I'm that guy. Like the guy before he goes to treatment, he wants to do as much drugs as he can before he goes to treatment. I'm that guy. I ate all the food I can because I know from the second it's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. was one last hurrah. And to be honest, I, I have I, I'm excited. I I Chuck, I'm I'm excited about life i'm excited about 2024 um and to be and like i have i feel like i there's a freshness in my in my mind and a sharpness that it hasn't been there for a bit awesome so that's it's encouraging it. good stuff our second guest our, our our third person on the show i'm not even sure what to say now guest whatever uh shannon burness now shannon has been on the show twice uh first to share her story her recovery story um which was a fantastic episode. And second, to come on the weekend ramble with our mutual friend, Dr. Lisa, to talk about how we never know what's going on in another person's mind and, and what their struggles might be. Um, and to give that some context, Lisa, Dr. Lisa and Shannon went to school together back in um, um, BC. Uh, what's the name of the town again? Shannon? Sorry. Alfred? Smart, Sparwood, 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 in Sparwood, BC. Yeah, um, Alberta, BC, BC, BC. It's huh. it's weird because it's still on Alberta time in Sparwood, right? So it's like, <laughs> I think, isn't it? Yeah, the time change is at in Creston, BC. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So oh, I didn't know that. I'm a, I'm a West Coaster, so yeah. Anyway, no fear um, time change. We brought her back on today. This is the first time we've. We've done an episode like this, so bear with us as we all kind of muddle around. But we thought it'd be great to kind of bring in some guests and share that experience that I've been having with Ryan throughout the course of the last nine months, something like that. Um, as as my kind of story grow, as as I've been growing and as I've been healing, and and Ryan's really helped me to unpack and and see a lot of those things through a different lens. And um, well, quite frankly, he's affected my life in many many ways. So. Welcome to the show, Shannon. How are you doing today? Thank you. Yeah, um, I am doing great. Just 
back to work after the holidays today. So just getting into the swing of things and yeah, yeah doing yeah. really good. Awesome. Awesome. Um, it's, it's really glad. I'm really happy to have you back on actually. Your, uh, um, your episodes have had a big impact on the show and, and uh, I'm happy to have done it. So you've been in recovery now for eight and a half years. You mentioned pre-recording. Um, I'd like to say that I remember that, mm -hmm. that amount of time, but I did not. <laughs> I barely remember my own, <laughs> which I guess is, um, a great yeah, way to kind of start this years, conversation. Nine years will be in July. Good for you. Mm -hmm. Congratulations on that, by the way. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. I appreciate it. Why don't we just start off? Yeah, I was just going to say, why don't, why don't we just start start off with that conversation, maybe the one we were having pre-recorded, and see where it goes. Well, so first, my first, my first question, Shannon, if you don't mind, uh, how many times have you had a length of time? Well, previous to this last length of time of recovery and sobriety, um, I had, well, I had been pregnant three times, so I've had nine months, nine months each time with that. Um, but other than that, um, not very many. Um, and so I might have tried like the odd, like dry February or January or whatever it was, but. Usually yeah. not successful. <laughs> it's a good idea when you have it, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, totally. So, well, I guess you know, like I don't want to get into too many questions, but like you, you do, you are a member of the community. Is that you know? And of course, the the A it would be anonymous, so you don't have to answer that. Um, yeah, no, for sure. I am a I am a member. Uh, I am a twelve stepper, and um. I choose to break my anonymity sometimes to spread that message and uh, to answer questions on it and see what the program has to offer type thing. You you you, you choose that. Mm -hmm. Is there other choices within my recovery or within, within the program? Within anonymity, within how you identify. Well, yeah, because it's, I mean, it's a personal journey. So you have choices and options in how you conduct yourself regardless, right? So there is a lot of thoughts around um, old school AAers type thing, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the only way it's, you know, there's a lot of rules that kind of surround that thought. Um, but I kind of adhere to the, one of their philosophies they have is take what you need and leave the rest. So I take yeah. what I need and I leave the rest there, you know? Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's, a, it's actually a, a really good philosophy. Anywhere you go, uh, it kind of ties into that whole, like, uh, choose what we take personal thing, you know? Um, and you know, I believe choice is freedom. And so, you know, to, 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 make that choice to break into anonymity would be to also access a certain level of freedom. Uh, and so mm -hmm. I, I just like, you know, I've, I've been at this, uh, in some form or another, most of my life. Um, and I have lived, uh, an experience where a, the time that I attach to becoming a lot more than what it really is. In other words, uh, I have attached identity to it. I've attached um, 
uh, superiority to it, hierarchical standing mm-hmm. socially within the community to it. Uh, I remember being mm-hmm. being new and somebody saying, "Well, this guy's got ten years," and me thinking that guy was Albert Einstein, you know. Uh, and, and then and, yeah. and, and then I look, you know, and being being as around it for as long as I have, and I see people that are. My name is Joe, and I have 15 years, and expecting a reaction from that. And uh, me right. thinking to myself, well, you got 15 years, and I don't want one damn thing you got in your life. And my opinion, the only thing oh, you've yeah. done well in 15 years is not put dope in your body. You know? And mm-hmm. so I just like, to me, I, I, I feel like time can be a, 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 a detriment to my ability mm-hmm. to access human flourishing. To my ability to access potential yeah. uh because anytime it's well, just and you know like not only that it's like if you identify with that time and then you relapse like where does that leave you and, to right and who are you mm-hmm. so who are you without exactly. that time? right there have... right yeah. there I'll, I'll tell you in my own experience the reason after my last relapse that i never went back to the rooms was the shame of having to say zero Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Without a shame, doubt. what an um, interesting word. Yeah, yeah well, we've covered that one at, at length as and well. So, but, I mean, you kind of, and, and that's well, you kind of jump, you kind of jump my my step there, Chuck, picking up what okay. I'm putting down, and and, and so <laughs> where I'm really going is how the how has become the teacher. How long? How often do we live our lives and ask ourselves if there's shame here? In any instance that we come into, and do how, how many of us can actually identify it as shame? Most people say, say things like, you know, the guilt and shame did this, and shame and guilt did that, and guilt and shame, and shame and guilt. And like those two do not belong together, in my opinion. Those mm-hmm. two are so such different tools of human flourishing, one not being a tool at all, but a detriment and a complete corrosion to the human spirit, in my opinion. Uh, which is which is the social emotion uh, that uh, society uses to control, which is shame, and and you know, um, and you know, I've, I don't have time to set it on here, but there's a big difference between me going out as a you know, let's just say I'm 20 and I might be, uh, I'm going to be me. Well, if I go and I go and I don't know, maybe I pick up three girls, and I tell my buddies that, what do I get? I get high fives, right? Attaboy. How do you, how'd you do that? Yeah. Three. If a, if a girl picks goes to sleep with three men, what'd she get? Shame. 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 What she gets, yeah. she gets controlled. Because if mm-hmm. she did that, she would feel that from whatever that those social supports are, and that would deter her from wanting to ever do that again. Which means that she has now lost the ability of choice based on social control through the mechanism of the emotion shame, which is, I don't think it's an emotion. I think it's socially driven. And so mm-hmm. how do we attach to identity in that way? Like, what, So let, let, let's even make it bigger than that. Let's say that uh, one attachment we make is, is, uh, is to my time that I have not consumed a narcotic or alcohol or whatever. Uh, okay, so that's one of them. What, how do we, how can I put this? Have you ever sat and thought about what your identity is? You ever asked, well, what was it made of? What's the anatomy of, of who I think I am? 
Well, I mean, sometimes I think about that, but I never quite feel like I have a finger on the pulse because just when I think I figure it out, something else comes up that I'm not too, or, you know, some situation happens where I think I'll act one way and something totally different happens, mm -hmm. you know, and then I think, who am I? Yeah, it messes, messes up the whole thing because now you have this other piece of evidence that's counterproductive to what you thought. And, you know, and like we did that thing in the, you know, the, the mirror thing. And I think the most telling thing we can do is, is, is look ourselves in the mirror and have that conversation. And that conversation is usually reflective on how we feel about ourselves. And, and then, it, and then we, you know, we project out to the world that which reflects or projects if we remember that old snippet. And so like, you know, if I, if I'm sitting here and, and, and at any given time, I can come up with who I am and I can also come up with 10 different things of why I'm not that. So, how do I navigate that without, with less ambiguity? How do I navigate that with some certainty of who I am in this world? And, and for me, it's, I have this, I guess I've just, I spend too much time in my head, I guess, uh, you know, and, and <laughs> I read Brene Brown, who's been really helpful. Right. And so, um, you know, like what, if, what if, well, I think maybe you just don't have as much attachment to certain things because if you have attachment, then that creates expectations, which creates resentments if they don't get fulfilled, right? That Okay, that's good. Because, yeah, that's tasty. Okay. <laughs> now, an expectation is a... An unmet expectation is a resentment. Well, aren't they all? Expectations are all resentments? So an expectation, mm. if you meet, an expectation is a credit card. The best you can get is zero. It's the very best. You, if your expectation is met, then you're on to the next thing. It's not like hallelujah, let's dance, you know, no. Guys, taking a break to do a quick message here. So as, as most of you or some of you would know, I shouldn't uh, presume to assume, as they say, um, uh, know that I'm in Thailand. Uh, the backstory of that, for those of you that aren't in the know, I was invited out here for a 30-day stay at the Yacht Treatment Center, which um, I guess the first part of this little commercial break is going to be about them. Uh, the Yacht Center it, you can, can be found at yachtracenter.com, that's C-E-N-T-R-E.com, and they are absolutely incredible. They are the only center of their kind in the world. They treat trauma exclusively and all kinds of trauma. When I was there, I was the only person there um, that had suffered an addiction, or at least that was the only reason that the, I was the only person whose reason for being there was, was the traumas that I thought the reason I was there was the traumas that I suffered an addiction. In reality, they unpacked so much more than that. Um, so much more than that. And I've, I've got to say it was absolutely life-changing. Um, EMDR therapy, IFS therapy, CBT therapy, Google these guys as a commercial, so I'm not going to try and explain them all. Tai Chi, yoga, mindfulness, meditation, ice baths, everything you can imagine. And like I said, they're the only kind, one of their kind in the world. Uh, you might be surprised at how cost effective it is relative to traditional treatment options in the U.S. So if you're stable in your recovery or you have trauma that uh, you would like to address and, and, and begin to heal from, um, what a fantastic place. Or, or just, to, just to continue healing from. They've um, not only helped me during my 30-day stay, but past that, they give me a lot of tools to take with me and to continue that healing process. So check them out, guys. Uh, the last part of this little this little uh, break here, um, 
like I said, I am in Thailand. Um, my family, when they helped me get here, it was on a one-way ticket. Um, I don't have a ticket home. I don't plan on going home. And the reason for that is here, the cost of living was so much less that I can actually afford to do what I love doing, that is to spread the message. I'm looking for some help, post, big help, um, getting my education visa. My education visa, that'll do a couple big things for me. Um, it will put me in a place where I can get my Thai language course. It's a, it's a year-long course, 48 weeks, two hours a day, five days a week. So it's no joke. Um, being in a country where you don't know the language is, is a challenge, to say the least. And uh, for, my, for me to be able to immerse myself here and to live comfortably, um, that's going to be a big help. The other thing that does is it makes me not have to do these, what they call border runs every month, um, which are expensive and time-consuming. And um, you, you have to go to an international border, turn around and come back. And you can only do that for so long anyway. Um, so if I get the education visa, it takes care of my first year here in Thailand. And it would be such a massive help. So if you can help, I would sincerely appreciate it. I am nowhere close to the $1,800 it's going to take me to do that. Um, you can help. See the, uh, the, the address is down below here. My PayPal or for e-transfer if you're in Canada is uh, Chris Horder, H-O-R-D-E-R 77 at hotmail.com. Sorry. Chris Horder 77 at gmail.com. That's C H R I S H O R D E R 77 at gmail.com. And my GoFundMe, you can find at the website a2apodcast.com slash GoFundMe. And um, yeah. again, guys, five bucks. 25 bucks, 100 bucks, you can change my life. It goes a really long way here. And um, I just really like to keep doing what I love. And that's to help keep spreading the message. So thank you very much. And I will let you get back to the show. Oh, no, it's like, okay, yeah. that's what I expected. And then it's, but, but yeah. the 99% of the times, it doesn't work out that way. So it leads you to, to disappointment and frustration. Now you use the word resentment, which is really interesting to me. What do you think that means? What is a resentment? Resentment? Well, for myself, like if I feel like I have a resentment, it's something that uh, lives in my brain rent free, right? Like it's bugs me to the point of me continually thinking about it type thing. So, so resentment is obsession. Yes. Interesting. That's kind of how I feel because if I am resentful of a situation, I think about it until I feel like it's resolved. Okay. Excellent. Where, where you, you kind of said it, where do you feel it? Where do you experience it in your body somatically? Where do you experience resentment? Like either sadness or... Locate. Mostly anger because my mm -hmm. go-to is anger all the time. <laughs> which yeah, you're giving me too much isn't... here at once. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, I'll just listen for a bit. No, 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 This is good. Anger, not an emotion, but a shield, protecting something. What is it protecting? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yes. Resentment. When I locate resentment, where do I go in my body? My head. Right? This is where it spins. Right, yes. What do you think one of the... It's like that hamster on a right. wheel. So what do you think, you know, like we're human beings, right? And so we need certain things to feel fulfilled. We need certain things to thrive and... So what's missing when we have resentment? Uh, well, I feel like it steals all my other thoughts and feelings when I have thoughts resentment. or feelings. Which one? Thoughts for ah, sure. For sure, yeah. There isn't any feelings there, is there? Yeah. It's just this trip, this right. trickle of anger. Yeah. 
It's the absence of right, yeah. which is yeah. protecting. That's true. Yeah. What do you think it's protecting? My sadness or disappointment feelings. or envy or jealousy but or it's feelings. anything it like that. It doesn't protect thought, which is really mm -hmm. interesting. Right. So it becomes your resentment becomes really a motor for the anger machine to protect a vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. What do we need? Yes. What do we need to connect other than vulnerability? But I mean, hey, throw that in there because resentment doesn't have vulnerability. Right. What do we need to connect? Yeah. What do I need? What do I need? Uh, I need. I need. With a yes. person. Communication. Uh -huh. A feeling of safety, probably. Keep going with the feeling part, but safety, safety's part of it. I'm going to say these two things do not hold the same time in the same space at any given time. One of them's resentment. The other one is what? Fulfillment or happiness? Nope, nope, nope. I don't know. It's got to be connectable. Okay. I'll with it. Compassion. You see, is Chris there? Compassion. Compassion. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, compassion and resentment That's do not hold the same space at the same time. This is a life rule. Anytime I'm in resentment, I'm lacking yeah. compassion. Anytime in the, I'm in compassion, I'm lacking resentment. If you had a choice at any given time you wanted in your day, which one would you choose? 9.9 9 out of 10 times. Compassion. Of course. So why? Of course. Why do we why do we spin the wheel with resentment when we know because when I'm resenting well I think it's habits or like you said it's like a it's a wall it's a safety feature it's a lack of choice that you know if I put that up then nobody's going to be <laughs> able to get in there right and so what do we need we got to we got to we are this beautiful organism that we have been planted the seed in the ground and there's fertile soil and there's sunshine and there's rain what do we need to grow we need nutrients we need those things right, right. what does resentment do it puts a that, bucket over sure. our flower impeding it from it to be able to grow we're thinking we're protecting it and we're fucking killing it so every time we're in resentment we're killing our own yeah. human spirit it has nothing to do with whoever we're resentful mm -hmm. at. And everything to do. Yeah, because they don't. They don't. And, and, and really, what are we doing? We're, we're, we're being as inhumane as possible to ourselves. We're, we're waging a war mm -hmm. on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because we're not able to, mm -hmm. to, to experience the fear or excitement of what it is to grow and be in struggle and to be in pain and to be in hurt and things that we need to be able to flourish as human beings. So resentment is right. a chicken shit way of killing ourselves and our inability to affect other human beings in a positive, profound way. Right. So when I'm in, I mean, in, in, you know, like it's something I learned a long time ago, I'll never forget. When I have resentment, I'm dehumanizing the world, including myself. I'm not allowing the human spirit to flourish. Mm -hmm. I'm not act in access to potential. And I'm certainly not an agent of peace or love. And right. so... Hmm. Yeah, that creates a right. Void so we put those pieces. So let's add that. that. Let's add that. How does that work? How does that work with your time? Your eight and a half years. Mm -hmm. I guess my question I'm getting at, Shannon. I see. Well, I guess it depends how much is how much that is a part of my identity. Exactly. Right. So that 
and so that's where I'm going here. I'm not saying you're using this app. It's like a fine line to be um, proud of that, but humbled by it as well, right? What's the first deadly sin? Mm, it sure right? is. Hold on, I gotta let my dogs out. Can you just hold that thought? <laughs> I gotta say, out. so if if you're listening and not watching the podcast right now, we, we've got we're getting to see a side of Ryan that we haven't seen in some time. When you start like bouncing in your chair the way you do sometimes, <laughs> it's exciting because like you can just see you're getting fired up. You just start bouncing, and then and then all of a sudden your whole He's face like is in the frame as you like jump up at the camera. And it's it's I gotta say I love it. I love it. I haven't seen this in some time. Uh, it's it's <laughs> But you, 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 well, do you see that chat? What I'm talking about? How he starts, he starts like bouncing for a second. Oh, yeah. It's just it's subtle, oh, yeah. but it's it's there. Yeah. No, I'm worried. I'm worried. Yeah. Though. I'm worried. Yeah, yeah, I'm, for sure. I, I also I want I want I want to um, explicitly clarify that um, I'm trying to highlight a point mm-hmm. that is abundant in the philosophy that I think can be damaging at times, and it's not about Shannon. Oh yeah, it's for just. Sure. Um, Mm-hmm. It's like uh, for you, Shannon. I want you to think about it. I want you to really think about what that means to you. How does how mm-hmm. does your eight and a half years? How does that mm-hmm. serve you? Or does it? Right. You know what I mean. Well, I think it serves me a little bit in the fact that um, you know I've worked really mm-hmm. hard. If if I just like quit drinking and then didn't do any other no. work, that doesn't serve me. But you know. I've had eight and a half years of like working on myself, uh, creating space for other people, you know, that, and that's one of the things that the rooms do is, um, you know, even though I say I have eight and a half years, there's always newcomers, there's always people at different lengths of time. And it's always a reminder that where I came from, where I could go, where, you know. Yeah. I mean, where I could I've got be. four and five years in my definition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. You know, mm-hmm. and because you know that's that's how long I've been here, growing and learning and observing. I've actually never recovered anything. Mm-hmm. I've only added to what already existed. Mm-hmm. I've never lost anything to recover. Mm-hmm. I've just been growing and growing and growing, and every experience I've ever had has been an asset experience. And so, like the the term recovery comes yeah. from the medical model, which comes from the Minnesota model, which is all deficit based. And so that's why I kind of I try to like mm, you know like. And I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not super explicit about it uh, on here. Right, because you just said you don't use I don't that know. word. Is that the word that you don't use? Is no, recovery? I do. If yeah. I, if I, Which is if good. I broke my leg, I'd be recovering my mm-hmm. my leg as a medical process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm in a spiritual process. I'm in a process yeah. of connectability. I'm in a process mm-hmm. of discovery, of of curiosity, of of adventure. You know, and all of that is an mm-hmm. asset thing. So, like. All, my goal here is to be at, as close to the maximum potential that I have as a human being at every given time, every given day, including every bad day I have, every struggle I have. It's always a propelling agent to me becoming more than I already was. And it's, it's a very gestalt way of, of, of mm-hmm. looking at it. Um, but gestalt itself means to mm-hmm. be whole. And, and there's an old saying, you can't mandate wholeness because you're already complete. That's why I don't believe we're broken. We're un- I just think we're unpracticed at some things, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like, um, and, and 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 I'm a little bit, a little bit, uh, I guess a little bit um, um, passionate about this because I fell into that trap of living by the hierarchy of of like yeah. how many sponsees I have and yeah. how much time I have. And really, to be honest with you, there was a day that happened when I was 35 years old that changed my life, and that 
is it if i was going to ever like have this like day of of change it wasn't the day that i stopped using drugs you know what i mean mm. and to be honest with you i don't know if that day's ever happened i mean it's took heart medication this morning, blood pressure medication this morning. I mean, you know, I take stuff from my arthritis. I, I've, I, yeah. I have, I, I can't say I've ever been sober, but I can say that I've never felt more complete. Yeah. yeah. And to me, yeah. feeling more complete is but, way I mean, more important. You must have a support network of some sort. I think I heard that. Sorry. I can now can you hear me. Okay, but so you must have some sort of support network that you draw from and that you use, right? Uh, In your quest to well grow spiritually um, and I, yeah, yes, personally and stuff like yes, that. and you know what? Like, I to be honest with you, like I'm kind of do as I say, and I was like, stop record and wait for him to come back in. now for a quick public service announcement. One of the best ways to reduce stigma is with education. If you still have questions that we haven't answered on today's show, you can learn more about Together We Can's education group at twcrecoverylife.org. Hey everyone, this is Ryan Bathgate from Kaleidoscope Wednesdays. I wanted to bring a public service announcement to you today about Narcan, or also known as Naloxone. These kits uh, have saved so many lives over the years. Uh, I can attest for that. Uh, being in the industry for so long, I can tell you since we've had the opioid crisis declared in 2016, it has saved thousands of lives, and I've watched it personally save hundreds of lives. These kits are small, easy to use. Uh, you can keep them in your glove box or uh, or in a cupboard in your home, and you never know when somebody's going to need them. Uh, if you have a hard time finding a Narcan kit in your area, just email us here at Ashes to Awesome Podcast at gmail.com. Throw Narcan in the subject line, tell us where you are, and we'll do the legwork to find that for you. If you wanted to send me a question for my Kaleidoscope Wednesdays, again, email Ashes to Awesome Podcast at gmail.com. We will read that question on air, and I'll do my best to answer it in a comprehensive way. Uh, that's all I have for now, and I will go back to the show. Thanks for listening. Um, Jen, I think, you know, it's, it's a good question. Support, uh, you know, and I always say it, support is absolutely essential. It's, I think, just like uh, what's happened with me, maybe it's like a, a hazard of the job, but um, my supports have become very few and far between. They're really trusted, really close. Uh, and like, so it's like, you know, Devo, Chuck, and of course, uh, my beautiful wife has seen every awful thing about me. So, of course, and she's still there. So, yeah, I trust her. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, it, 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 it is. I think it's just like, it's also really important to understand that your supports should have some kind of base philosophy that are quite, are, are similar in some form. Um, right. like I'm, I'm not, um, I don't want to go talk to somebody and t to tell them to, for me to go to do a step five on it. Like, uh, you know, that's, mm -hmm. that's not my world anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and what I really found is like most people, I don't even, I don't even want to say much. Like I need someone to be there. It's not about right. the words. It's about presence, <laughs> you know? And yeah. like, 
and, 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 and most of the time I'll just process it through my face as I'm talking to somebody. But if I sit in my head and try to do it, that's a nightmare real fast. Mm-hmm. And I'll come up, I'll, I'll take a, you know, uh, I'll go down a rabbit hole of destruction that where I end up being the world's biggest POS and I, I you don't even, de- I don't even deserve your support anymore. If I'll stay in there long, right. yeah. you know, and I'll, and I'll hold on to that thing and I'll add 20 more that I've been collecting. And then mm-hmm. the next thing you know, is like, I'm stuck in this place of maladaptive coping as a requirement yeah. for survival. Yeah. And that's not a life I want to live. I want to live. I want to live peaceful. That's it. Really simple. My whole entire life goal. Yeah. It, you know, and I found, and you know, like even the whole sobriety thing is like, I found that to be a trap eventually where, yeah. you know, I, I heard this thing and I found true when I used to smoke cigarettes, you know, whatever you fight, you empower. As soon as I smoked my last cigarette, my nicotine addiction was off the charts, but if I had one, I was fine. You know what I mean? And right. so like with sobriety, it was like every time I was, I was like fighting not being sober, I ended up not being sober. Right. Then I discovered this idea that like, Hey, like actually somebody asked me like, what do you want out of life? And I was like, well, I want to be so, and I was like, no, you know what? I don't, sober's not it. Sober's an avenue. Sober's at most of the time a necessity for most people, but it's not the goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people can't find peace without sobriety. And that's the thing. Right. And yeah. Some people can, and that's the thing too. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and then, and then the other side of that is like, I don't, maybe it's an evolutionary piece, but like, I'm talking yeah. about this right now because I feel like um, you deserve to hear what I have to say. And I know that sounds right. as arrogant as ever, as usual, but mm-hmm. you know, it's a very vulnerable thing I'm talking about because it's my personal mm-hmm. stuff. It's what I believe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm nice. not really, this isn't stuff I like to broadcast a lot, especially with I'll, time. I'll interject here. And, and, I, and, I, I have a better word than recovery. Well, I'll interject here on this. So yeah. there's been a common theme and, and Ryan, you're really the first person that I ever really zoned in on it from was when people start talking and I'm not saying that you're, you're putting the 12 steps down at all. And I'm not saying that I'm saying you're expressing that there's so much more to it than sobriety and that there's all of this. You've been able to come to that place because of in the beginning, right? Eventually it became a trap for you. I think was your quote, right? Eventually it became a trap, but in those early days, it's all a product of struggle. Right. You know, in those early days, the rooms that that yeah, whole yeah, counting yeah. days was huge. It, it was integral. And it's what gets yeah. you to a point where you can sit here and really consider all of those things. Right. I, I think, I think, and in, in almost yeah. every case that I've it was my, it was my third year, one year cake. Yeah. 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 My third one year cake, I was embarrassed. My first one, everyone came to. Mm-hmm. Get yeah. my point? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What changed? 100%. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so like, there's, uh, something I had two thoughts spinning around my head while you were talking. First of all, like, I respect don't what you're saying. To interrupt and him when you, when I, you, that uh... happens to you, Shen. Cause like, trust me, it's the only way to get a word. <laughs> you might not get a chance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and there's lots of thoughts around sobriety recovery. Obviously it's lots of, avenues that it goes down. Right. So, I mean, I was telling, talking to Chuck about 
Annie Grace, who is a living alcohol-free advocate. So she says that she really likes um, science-based approach. Alcohol is a poison, um, therefore you shouldn't drink it type thing. You know, and sure. that's your reason. She said that she didn't like AA because she felt that it was shame-based. Like you have to get up and you have to live in that uh, identity, like identifying as an alcoholic, uh -huh. right? What does, what is that identity? You know, I, I've spoken at a number of places and, you know, one of them was in a school and you ask them, what do you think an alcoholic looks like? And, you know, they first they try to be polite, but, you know, basically a bum with a brown paper bag, mm -hmm. you know? And so, I mean, who would want to identify as that? Yeah, it's almost fictional these days. I mean, we don't even have, we yeah. don't even have those anymore. Now it's fentanyl, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no one's no, um, no so... drinking port wine down in Ace Hastings anymore. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. right. No, that's okay. I'm, I'm listening. Okay. So, and she also, one story that she told that really stuck with me was um, she had been sober for quite a while and she was going to Mexico and she thought, oh, you know, every time I thought about going to Mexico, I pictured having a pina colada on the beach, you know? So she gave herself permission to drink this pina colada on the beach and she went on the beach and drank it and she didn't even enjoy it. She didn't even like it. So she advocates for um, you know, experiences being the reward, you know, so many people, oh, I can't wait to get off work so I can have a, a beer or, you know, this, that, or the other thing, but the reward is getting off work, not the beer, <laughs> yeah. you wow. know? So if you, yeah, I, I just, like, I, I, I go to that, uh, uh truth is objective statement. Mm -hmm. Like maybe it isn't. Maybe, or maybe the story's unwritten. Yeah. And, and maybe, like, maybe, maybe it's struggle. Maybe there's a way. Well, I guess what I'm getting at here is, like, mm -hmm. there is no right or wrong. That's, that's a construct of the human mind. Right yeah. and wrong does not exist outside of our own brains. In the organic world, everything just is. And how yeah, we discover true. these lessons in our life Mm -hmm. is 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 really like that is the struggle that molds us and yes. it, you know like my 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 old my old buddy used to say we don't learn fuck on our good days and i believe that <laughs> yeah 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 that's true you know I mean? yeah and so yeah. like who's to say like you know if, as long as you survive you're you you mm -hmm. are more than you ever were in yeah. anything mm -hmm. whether it's struggle whether it's happiness whether it's peace whether it's as long as we get through it we have be experientially grown mm -hmm. and isn't you know like it's, it's from the from the uh the the delivery mm -hmm. room to the morgue is such a short trip mm -hmm. i want to know like i want to know for me how i want to serve that time i yep. want to know what that looks like for me and i want that to be less influenced by everyone else and more about what i want with my existence while i'm here because mm -hmm. everything about this trip is a gift everything Everything that we do, every breath we take is a gift. And the gift is life. And the and, and it is the art of living. Art is expression. Art doesn't have right. rules. Yeah. Art is how we express ourselves. And so the art of living is really about how, how learning who we are in this world, how we want to live it. And the problem is, mm -hmm. is that like 
you know, we, we get to our deathbeds and look back and go, fuck. Yeah. And I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. And I certainly, you know, like, and so like, I, I personally stopped. No, I shouldn't say that. I took everything and questioned it. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was a member when I discovered this, this, this paradigm shift for myself, I was a member of the rooms and, yeah. um, and I, and I started to question all of it and I, and I'll tell you what, right now I'm not a member of the rooms. Mm-hmm. And so that's what my, my data showed me in the life I want to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and what I found is like, I found something really special in, in, in uh, my little girl giving me a hug mm-hmm. or giving me a kiss. I, I just, just a week ago, we got yeah. our little kitchenette and I watched her absolutely love seeing it when she woke up and playing with it and, I, and I mm-hmm. put it in a room and I could hear her by herself, one years old, making freaking plastic soups and <laughs> fruits and that's banging sweet. things yeah. and slamming. And, I, and, yeah. you know, and you know what? And like, that's the life I want to live. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and I, there's only gotta, the only I way I could find in. that out was by by living it. I'm going to jump in with the same point. Reminded. Do it. Would you have gotten to that place without the rooms? No, absolutely, I'd be dead. Right. So, and I think I firmly believe because, that without because when the, when when I'm listening to you and I and so by extension, I think when other people are listening, sometimes they take that as a bash to the twelve step program, right? And I, oh, and I okay. think, oh, and, shit. No, no, no. Yeah. No. And I, yeah, yeah. I just want to clarify that that's not what's happening here. And I know, and, and for my own personal no, conversation no. with Shannon, mm-hmm. if you don't mind me sharing, this topic has actually been a sensitive one in the past. Yeah. Um, and, and, it, and I'm not, I think that's enough sharing on that. But I, I just, I want to make sure that yeah. we're being very clear to people that this, that is not the case oh. and that's not what's happening. Right. So quite often when I yeah. hear people bashing 12 Let steps, me you're not bashing thing. 12 steps. You're not. But I, my, my gut instinct is, mm-hmm. wait a minute, no, I, you're only here to bash them because you were part of them. <laughs> like, fuck, right? So that, that's, right, that's yeah. what I mean, right? Seems like, like a, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. you know what, Chuck, is, yeah, like my my mind is nowhere near that. And so like, mm-hmm. yeah, thank and, you for And, for and I know it's up. not. It, it, you know, it's I, it's I, one of those things that I want to clarify. That's all. So continue. I just like for me and who I am and the life I want to live, I needed more, and mm-hmm. uh, I think it, it took me a long time to figure that out because I kept running mm-hmm. into the trauma, and I kept running into the unprocessed stuff, and yes. that well, and that, you definitely relive a lot of it when you are in the program, right? Like you just you do, and there's there's no yeah. there's no curriculum for that. There's no trained mm-hmm. professionals mm-hmm. in the rooms for that, and well, if they are, they can't practice it. By... Like definition, you know, right? I, well, I don't know how. I don't know how I feel about somebody processing trauma in a step five who's not a trained trauma yeah. therapist, and that happens. Well, and you know, all the I time. say that to or a lot of protest. newcomers. Is like this is this is what it is. But I mean, lots of people like we're all sick. We're all, you know, you you might need professional help. I think that we can all struggling. use it for sure. Struggling. Um, I think, well, it's just like unpracticed uh, coping strategies or undeveloped. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like the easy thing to do yeah. is like every time I drink that thing, it, it changes the way I feel and it works every fucking time. It's the easiest yeah. solution to stop me feeling mm-hmm. the way I'm feeling right now. What we don't yes. re- think about is like, 
hey, you know, if you wait five minutes, you won't feel like that anymore. Like, because mm -hmm. emotions don't last. It's their job. They just keep evolving through and through. And they don't care if they're right. good or they're bad. They're just doing their damn job. You know, and so mm -hmm. like, um, but I don't like, yeah, like if I, if I didn't, I mean, based on my narrative, like if I didn't discover uh, uh, a community of recovery early mm -hmm. and it wasn't mm -hmm. me, uh, you know, for anonymity's sake, I won't say who I learned it from, but I was very young. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I, I'm not here today. I didn't, you know, if I didn't, yeah. If, if I didn't do a treatment, I'm not here. If I didn't like discover myself, even the little itty bitty early steps, they came from, yeah. from uh, a, a process of the 12 steps. Like I, I did the 12 steps time and time and time and time again. And to tell you the truth, right. so many times it didn't work once until I put my heart into it. And that yes. made a difference. And then, yeah. And then I kept going, why am I hitting four years and like wanting to just mm -hmm. be not on the earth anymore? And then it was like, oh, you know what? Like, yeah. What if meaning and purpose had something to do with this? Yeah. What if fulfillment had something to do with this? What if I started to read? Mm -hmm. The other thing is like, Shannon, I, I redefined everything for myself. I yeah. stopped taking on what people were telling me things were without mm -hmm. questioning it. I, I, you might tell me something, but now I'll think about it for myself and go, you know what, Shannon, I like that. I'm going to use mm -hmm. that. Or I might go, I'm mm -hmm. going to tweak that a little bit. You know what I mean? But what I was doing before yeah. was like a, basically a, a, just a collage of everyone else's ideas of who I was walking around. Mm -hmm. And that felt empty. That's and medium. that led to maladaptive coping. Yeah. Cho choice is freedom. Yeah. And if well, I choose. Yeah. And to kind of piggyback on Chuck saying that, um, I think uh, like you've obviously had a lot of years of emotional work like development because you talk about emotional IQ and that EQ. Um you, Chuck. you know first for some for somebody that is just new in the journey of healing or um you know, doesn't know where to start. Uh <laughs> to listen I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, this podcast is recovery or, uh, I don't know, help me out, Chuck. Like your premise I, I, is to help the suffering person, right? Without a doubt. And, well, yeah. and I do consider us a recovery podcast still. Um, I want to, I want to say still <laughs> recovery because I, I, yeah, Brian but... has, he's converted me on the word recovery. He really has. Um, but mm -hmm. it is the accepted mm -hmm. term. Yeah. It's a term Sorry. that people can relate to. And I think it's mm -hmm. an important one to continue using until such time as that might change down the road. Maybe we're the people to begin a change of that narrative. I don't know. But I think it has to be right, it, it, right now. That's just the word that's going to be used to, to describe it. Recovering from what, mm -hmm. I guess, is the next question, because there's a whole array of things in life. Right. right? Exactly. You know? um, so, yes. Yeah. And I mean, if that's podcast, all people know is like. Yeah. If that's all people know is they think they should go into recovery when they're having a problem, then let them start there. Right. Mm -hmm. and whatever yes. that is, whatever, whatever, there's so many different options. Like, you know, there's detox, there's treatment centers, there's uh, smart recovery. Like there's a whole bunch of different platforms yeah. that you can base your recovery on. Right. So whatever that looks like, and if I can help somebody get there, then that's 
where I want to be. So I find myself even in the rooms moving more towards the service side because, um, you know, I like talking in the centers. I like uh, working with the community, that sort of thing. Um, let's be let's be honest here. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely essential to have mm-hmm. that person. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta remember, like I'm shit twenty seven years from being newcomer. Yeah. Yeah, you know sure. what I mean? Like, if I would have taken mm-hmm. all of these, ser- you know, and I'm on this thing about you need to do more. And other, if I would have taken all I know right now and slapped it at that kid, I'd have been yeah. so overwhelmed, I would have puked. Yeah, that's like what <laughs> I'm getting what I mean? at, right? It's like yeah. sometimes yes. we have to, you know, there's this saying, keep it simple, stupid. Like, yeah, just yeah. kiss rule. Yeah, that's, and that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, hey, you know what? If you think it's a disease and it works for you, great in the beginning. If you want yeah. to call recovery and you would think the first 164 pages of text is that all it is, fine. But <laughs> yeah. when it stops yeah. serving you, please be aware. Don't let yeah. it become for sure something yeah. that tears you down. Because yeah. it, there like will be a said, time, in my opinion, and from what I've seen, that it will stop serving and start becoming an identity piece or an ego piece or something that is, is superficial yeah. and mask-oriented, which ultimately mm-hmm. leaves us disconnectable, which is the problem. Yeah. To be well, isolated and I, in I our... see it like time and time again, even in and out of the rooms of like, you know, there is no growth in some of these people. Yeah, yep, and there's no growth in victimhood. Yeah, exactly. That's that was that is one step I love. Step nine, the death of the victim. I do mm-hmm. love that step. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I went out right there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a sorry thing. Um, <laughs> That's what we're here That's to do. Okay. That's what we're it's here to do. Good. I don't know how, I don't know how to uh, share. I got to say, I love it. I have never been this quiet in an episode before. I love it. I love it. I just like, I kind of <laughs> want to like, just like turn my role to producer and just kind of kick back and watch this thing happen. So I'm, I'm enjoying the <laughs> shit out of this. This is the easiest day at work I've had. That sounds like more work for yeah. me. I don't know. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so we, 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 you know, I didn't even get into any of the good stuff yet? Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to ask you a couple questions, Shannon. Okay. Okay. What's your favorite book of all time? Of all time? All time favorite book. Um, what's that? Madonna one? issue of Pentos. The Four Agreements. Sorry, you weren't asking. I like that one a lot. The Four Agreements. I'm not even going to entertain that because. <laughs> okay, so. This is part of my path. That's part of my path. You know, I read that book and it served me well in that period. And it helped me move towards uh, serenity. Um, okay. He was Great. saying he's not going to entertain that to me. You know that, right, Shannon? Right? Because oh, yeah. She knows oh, no. That. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. no. Yeah, I said it to Chuck. Oh, I didn't even Chuck. know what he said. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, he yeah. Said, no, no. Ah. Four agreements is a great step. I remember. Uh, I remember. Really I was like, awkward. okay, whatever. You don't have to. You don't have to entertain it. <laughs> oh, so I'm glad he clarified that. Thank God. Wow. Me too. Hey, I do. No, I think four. I think four agreements okay. is a great step. Like I, not one of my favorites now, but when I yeah. read it, I was like, yeah, this is great. Um, I look at like the <laughs> Rabbit so the Hungry. Laughing. Yeah, he is. Thank God he's here, Shannon. This is what I mean. I know. Like, I can come Ooh, across as like so I'm, fucking I'm, terrible. I'm not trying to. Oh my be. god! Okay. Oh, the, yeah. Okay. Anybody who likes the four agreements, I will. I'm happy to entertain. 
Right. <laughs> You're, you'll entertain that. Okay. Okay. So, but I have more questions about, about the four agreements. Okay. 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 And they're more about you. Okay. Do you remember when you read it for the first time? Like, yes. Okay. It was probably maybe three years ago or so. Do you remember the exact moment when it hit you? While reading it, you mean? Yes. Or when I started practicing While reading it? it? Well, I don't know. I don't know how, but you brought this book up here. Yeah. That means it had an impact for you. Do you remember well, that moment of impact? Yes. Well, I Where remember it because, uh, well, I was at home and it really yeah. gave me uh, the freedom to um, conduct myself in a certain way in some relationships. <laughs> You know, certain. Yeah. Most importantly, the one with yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's true. Because it's an agreement. It, there are four agreements with myself. Yeah. Right. And and so yeah. when you think about like there's there's something here that is deeply emotional. Yeah. Or we wouldn't be talking about it right now. Yeah. Something happened. And there's like I have this moment where like I know when I read this book, when I read this book, I know what yeah. I was wearing. I know I was well, what chair I was sitting okay, in. Okay, so I was reading in the bath actually, because <laughs> so that's where I read. What were you wearing? And <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to entertain that. Um, <laughs> so I uh, I remember the feeling of it giving me permission to kind of lay down my sword, you know, mm -hmm. and. and be true to myself and uh they all like a sense of peace like living peacefully oh my god it's beautiful when i honor that right yes it's beautiful there's more there's more there because something else happened and this is something that i just like oh i i i i, I think we just we overlook but right. there was something that happens in that moment well, I'll tell we... you what, it got me to let go of some of my resentments, quite honestly, that and I had. Happened? And So you let go, and then what happened? Which way do you go? To compassion. <laughs> for, for, you... for myself and other people, right? In that moment, you became more than you have ever been. You became a conduit of your own potential. You became... There was a, an, an enlightenment that you realized that you could be more than you've ever been before, that you never even thought you could be. But it looks like we're, right? And we're laying down a sword, yeah. but really we're not. We're propelling ourselves into this version of ourselves we didn't even know existed by one little That's fucking true. step. And it never happened yeah. in here. It all happened no. in here. It all was heart-centered, yeah. feeling-centered. And what a beautiful and, uh, Yeah, I being. did have like a... a huge emotional reaction when i read was reading it you know you have one now yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm just trying to like hold it in a little bit but yeah you know, yeah yeah don't it, it kind of propelled me like you said it kind of propelled me to be even more authentic to myself you know uh -huh. um when i was in my drinking i was so ego driven right like so so ego driven Protective. that it yeah, exactly. That's what it is, right? So yeah. that's not my authentic self. Like that's not who I am or who I wanted to be ever. And so when I did read that book, and I mean, that was probably three and a half, mm -hmm. four years into not drinking, into mm -hmm. my sobriety, 
you know, it just added another level of, um, what, yeah. What amazing timing that is. Yeah. Is that's that. Know, right? Well, yeah, because, you know, that the first four years is really like community centered. I mean, we're all drinking the Kool-Aid, pardon the term, you know, yes. and then, and then people go one way or the other. It's either more. I mean, some people can mm -hmm. white knuckle it for 20 years. I know them, you know, like, it, but like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're like, mm -hmm. but I don't want mm -hmm. that life. But that moment mm -hmm. you had that you just talked about, mm -hmm. like, I know that moment. That's the difference right. for me. And this is why I'm not yeah. talking down on anything other than right. I'm saying that we have to find ways to access a potential of ourselves that we didn't know existed. And how are we going right. to look for something we don't even know exists? Like, so like, it just, it, it becomes this, this is why we need to be uh, having shows like this to listen to and books like that to read. Yeah. Because that's within us. It's always there. Just how do we yeah. unlock it? And, and to be mm -hmm. honest with you, now that you know what that is, you can make that again. You can live that again. And you can do it again yeah. and again and again and again and again and again. Yeah. You can teach people about that. You can show yeah. them about that. But if we don't highlight it, and it can't be cognitive, because what you experienced was a deep emotional vulnerability to the my version of what I would consider spirituality or, or the growth yeah. of the human spirit, mm -hmm. you know? And, and so um, I think that that is just a beautiful happening and it explains it. So yeah. when you say that to me, I feel like I know way more about you now than I did yeah. in the other stuff we talked about. Right. Because that was, it was really vulnerable and really pure, very beautiful. It's so, so I get human. That for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, and mm -hmm. Chuck cries every show, so you don't need to hold it back. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was there. Yeah. I can feel it. I can, I can feel it. And you know what? To be honest with you, it's a, it's a huge, um, uh, I would take that as a, as a, as a massive, um, uh, compliment maybe, maybe that's a little right. too ego. Uh, I'm grateful to, to be, to experience that moment with you. Cause I felt the same thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have my version of that. And so that is what I call real evolving human connection. When we can match feeling together, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter where, what, how, thought, anything, it doesn't matter. We connect mm -hmm. through, through feelings. Human beings connect mm -hmm. through feelings, not thought. And we share right. feelings, not thought. Thought is you know, disconnected. Somebody... Somebody in a Facebook Feelings comment are or, or in an episode recently, something. Oh, it was a comment on Black Eyes Radio. I think. I, I don't know. Vulnerability saves lives. And it was like, like yeah. you know what? It does. Mm -hmm. It really does. Right? So, well, yeah. think about yeah. it. Even that, vulnerability has evolved mm -hmm. us for 125,000 years. Vulnerability mm -hmm. is the thing that makes us keep going. It's Unpack not thought. It. It's our ability mm -hmm. to connect as pack animals through emotions. Yeah. Emotions yeah. are the medium. That's how we connect. And it's feeling. Yeah. Thought dis disconnects with what's the Alan Watts thing. Let, let, get to lose your mind to come to your senses. Thought yeah. is the thing we need to watch. Thought's the thing that, that hurts us. It creates the maladaptive. That's where resentment lives. It's where fear lives. It's where ego lives. But feeling is pure. Fear, if fear is in my heart, I know it's there. It doesn't wrap itself up into something that's someone else's fault. That's mm -hmm. what it does in my mind. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I can be afraid of something and make it Chuck's fault in a second in my mind. But oh, if fear yeah. is in my heart, there's no yeah. way that I know it's anything. I often say I personal responsibility here. is overrated. Here. So, yeah. Personal what? <laughs> responsibility is overrated, so I will You're blame gonna... somebody else every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so is freedom. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that was a really cool little snapshot, Shannon. Um, and uh, you know, I, I I throw more questions at you like that. We can break it down like that. I don't know. I don't even know what we're at here. Why does we're, my thing uh, ever close to time? time. Uh, there's just time for a bit more conversation. Um, actually, you know what? I think. Why well, just I worry about opening this... something up? Yeah. Well, and you know what? Here we are. Um, we're we're creeping up on the hour mark. I think for what we're trying to do here, this has been a fantastic conversation. And uh, Shannon, if there's anything else you want to say before we get into the next segment of daily gratitudes, please feel free. And same goes to you, Ryan, with some conditions. Get to make the rules. No, no, no you're not there yet. No, no, there's still a cove beside your no, name. No, no. I don't want to. No, just... We don't want to make the rules here. Uh, Shannon, if there's nothing else that you want to add or, or feel free to, or don't feel pressured to either, um, we can certainly just move into daily gratitudes, which, you know, I'm a huge fan of. So. Sure. No, I think that was good. I mean, I honestly, I really enjoyed the conversation and, um, you know, unpacking a little bit of stuff. And yeah, in that moment, yeah, I yeah. obviously felt really connected as well. Which is awesome. That's, yeah, that was really cool. Idea. I'm, um, yeah, I'm super like I so I'm so glad Chuck caught that because, I yeah I, I I'm feeling right now bad for like thinking that you were, <laughs> thought I was put putting a book. I do, and I'm so glad Chuck caught that's that. That's okay. He, Remember, I told you I don't get really offended. I know. Too much, so I'm, I'm really sensitive. <laughs> and yeah. Oh, and then the other thing is like, yeah, that would have been absolutely. Remember the one agreement is don't take anything personal. Yeah, I think it's first. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's not. It is one of them. No. Like one of them is don't take anything personal. Well, I feel yeah. like that, um, that, so I'm super in that particular and also, instance, like... you would have been in the right, Shannon, to say, go fuck yourself, right? So, had you know, you handled it like a queen. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I didn't even I think, like, I was just like, Chuck in some sniping. I'm like, nah. Nah. So that was a total, ch- I'm not entertaining that. Chuck, I should have said. And then the other thing is, like, I don't... Uh, Hope I, I hope I like I like you know I'm not recovery guy doesn't mean I don't believe mm-hmm. in it um, yeah and and uh, I just I'm at a place in my life that I don't practice I'm not in that world mm-hmm. anymore and, and you know like yeah so if it ever comes across like I'm I'm shit no I'm not like I'm I'm really grateful for my time there uh, I yeah. would be here you know what I mean um, and, uh, sure. and 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 also in all the roles along the way like I mm-hmm. needed to be a service guy for years and I needed to be big book yeah. guy. And, you know what I mean? And like, uh, so I don't have any bad, I'm just like where I'm at in my life after all of that, I like this spot. Yeah. I think I just, like I kind of said earlier is I'd worry about the person that doesn't have, I don't know, have as much behind them to be like, I'll take that and leave the rest type thing. Yeah, totally. And we all need someone to show us the way at some point. Yeah. Until yeah. we can be someone showing up someone else the way. I mean, and that goes yeah. into anything in life, you know. But I yeah. agree. Like, for me to sit here and start going like, "Hey, it's not a disease, and you shouldn't." Then so step five is unethical. Like, that's not my place to do to somebody that just show, showed up through the door. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. I, I need support. He's a community around him. Like, and I believe the recovery community. I love that word community. And that's yeah. what's that's that's the thing. That's where we share our feelings. Is in yeah, community for sure. Community, yeah, and connection, yeah. So. If I made it through an episode without offending you, I'm I'm happy. Yeah. I'm proud of myself, ish, not, but I still if it wasn't for Chuck, I would have. Uh 
Well, and, if it wasn't uh, for Chuck being a smartass, you might have. But right, like, let's be honest. That's where that yeah. starts. Actually, right? Chuck, yeah. you know what? You're right. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's totally my fault. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's part of our little dynamic. Is like whatever, Chuck. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so yeah, I guess that's how that spills over. <laughs> Um, this is pretty cool. I mean, uh, I hope I didn't, um, I don't know. I, I, I worry about take, taking up too much time. I worry about everything. Okay. As he's taking up too much time. Out of my element right yeah. now. I hear you. Yeah. Now you're rambling. Stop Always it. taking up too much time. Okay. All right. Well, that brings us to my favorite part of the show. That's Daily Gratitudes. Today's Daily Gratitudes are brought to you by Yacht Treatment Centers in Phuket, Thailand. They are a clinic run by clinicians, not a business run by businessmen. And they know that where addiction is the smoke, trauma is the fire. Learn more at yatracenters.com. That's Y-A-T-R-A-C-E-N-T-R-E.com. And now here's your daily gratitudes. Let's, uh, let's start with you, Shannon. What you got for us today? Well, I am grateful um, for bringing in a new year, uh, you know, a new opportunity to just keep on keeping on and I'm grateful for the holiday that just passed and I'm actually a little bit grateful that it's over and yeah. yeah. Awesome. Brian, what you got for us? Um, well, you know, um, for, right, up, right off the, the bat, I'm grateful for Shannon for uh, expressing an incredible amount of courage to show up on the show uh because i know i don't trust myself you the fact that you trust me is crazy to me um but uh and, and also like to be to be serious so i'm really grateful for that uh, the courage it takes to 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 be a bit vulnerable and allow that to come out uh here and that was really cool i think um for me personally i'm really honored always honored to see real vulnerability happen like that um and so that was really cool really cool um and I'm really grateful for that moment because I know I know that moment and, it, and, it, and I got to revisit that with you and it really felt cool. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, that's cool. I'm, I'm always grateful for my beautiful, super uh, patient, tolerant, tolerant, tolerant wife, uh, understanding wife, um, and my two little monkeys, of course, watching them open presents and just what they've done to change everything about my world. Um, and uh, and then I'll leave the the other thing that I'm grateful for, for Chuck to say. All right. Go ahead. Um, first up, I'm grateful for my dog, Sonny. He got me through the holidays. Right? And it was tough. That was tough. I'm grateful Especially the holidays over. <laughs> well, New Year's, holy cow. New Year's was terrifying Fireworks, yeah. for poor Sonny. Yeah. I, I don't know if Shannon you caught that, um, that post I'd made about it. Poor guy. Um, I was going to go to the beach and watch the fireworks, and I didn't. I was just not feeling the holidays, mm -hmm. and that was the universe right at work there because we're in Thailand. They love fireworks here, and my neighborhood turned into Fallujah, <laughs> Iraq. It went nuts. Like, I, I was, what the fuck? It, there were so many fireworks that my right, house was like... smoky inside. It was absolutely crazy. <laughs> and Sunny does not like them. He was experiencing Aww. terror on a level I can't imagine. He kept, like he followed me around. I, I couldn't walk without him at my feet. He, there was like the six inch space between like this wardrobe Aww. cabinet in my bedroom in the wall. And he was doing everything he could to get himself in there. 
right? Like pure panic and terror. Oh, so gosh. I am so glad that I didn't go to the beach and leave him here. And like, to, and I never would have known that that's what he was going through. So I'm, I'm really glad that it worked yeah. out. Already. So I'm thankful for the universe for stepping in. And I'm thankful that the holidays are over. It's been really tough for me here. Um, it's grateful as I am for mm -hmm. the opportunity that I've been given here and, and to start a new life and to be in a place where I can afford to, to live and, and spread the message full time. It was tough. So I'm glad that that part's over and we can keep on keeping on, as you said. Um, last and most certainly not least, I am grateful to every single person that continues to watch, listen, support, like, share, comment, do all the things, do the things you got to do down at the bottom there. Every time you do any one of these things, you're getting me a little bit closer to living my best life. Oh, who am I kidding? I'm living my best life. I'm making a humble living, spreading the message and the messages. If you're in active addiction right now, today could be the day. Today could be the day that you start a lifelong journey. Reach out to a friend, reach out to a family member, call into detox, go to a meeting. I don't really care. Just do whatever you have to do to get it started because it is so much better than the alternative. And if you have a loved one who's suffering an addiction right now, I'm just taking the time to listen to our conversation. If you could just take one more minute and check that person, let them know they're loved. Use the words. You are, you loved. are loved. That little thing of hope just might be the thing. Spread my wings and fly